to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the Wild Hunt. As of today, we enter the darkest time of the year, that period of more than a week surrounding the winter solstice, when the nights are the longest and the days the shortest. This is the solstice tide, when the sun stands still. Under cover of this extreme darkness, Tradition has it that the wild hunt galloped across the sky, making mortals fear for their lives and driving them indoors to huddle around the warmth and safety of their own hearth fires. At this, the darkest time of the year, ghostly riders rode through the night sky, accompanied by the howling wind. An eyewitness account from England, recorded in 1127, told of a host of black riders with black dogs mounted on black horses and he-goats, blowing their horns and making a terrible commotion as they sped through the air. As late as the 19th century, there were still accounts of people being swept up by the wild hunt, carried over the treetops and deposited in a strange place many miles from their home. It was said that one might not always see the wild hunt, but if you heard it, you would better get well out of the way. In some legends, the Norse god Odin was the leader of the wild hunt. A black-cloaked figure riding a gray horse, Odin appeared inside a ring of flame as he dashed across the night sky, leading his band of slain warriors. In other legends, it was the Valkyrie, the Norse battle maidens, who led the wild hunt. With names that meant shrieking, screaming, and raging, the nine Valkyrie rode across the dark sky of the solstice tide, creating a howling wind and trailing the battle dead behind them. These disturbing images seem very out of place in our modern way of seeing the holiday season of joy and peace and light. But to our ancestors, who lived much closer to the natural rhythms of the earth, the concept of the wild hunt was merely a reflection of what they saw happening in nature and the cycle of the seasons. In the dark quarter, the cold winds swept in and the natural world appeared to die. So the wild hunt became one of the myths that explained winter and the cycle of living and dying. In more ancient times, the wild hunt was led by any one of the world's many hunter goddesses, for in the dark quarter, the goddess became the huntress, who culled the human herd of those whose time it was to die. Some hunter goddesses may still be familiar to us today, such as Artemis and Diana. Artemis ran through the woodland with her dogs, her band of nymphs, and her bow and arrows, and slew any man who looked at her. In other words, those who were chosen for death. Diana, riding the moon through the night sky, shot with her sacred arrows all those whose earthly cycle had been completed, assuring their individual death and rebirth. Another name for the wild hunt was the Yule Ride. The Yule Ride took place during the solstice tide and was simply a procession of the dead. In the dark quarter, the goddess of the underworld collected all the souls of those who had died in the previous year and brought them to the bright underworld to be healed and prepared for rebirth. 
Throughout the dark quarter, the veil between the worlds of the dead and the living was thin, and made barely perceptible by the growing darkness, and so the dead could join the Yule Ride, and even mingle with the living. The leader of the Yule Ride was the goddess Perkta, the Shining One. She rode through the night sky in her sacred sleigh, pulled by swans, leading the procession of the dead in a ceremony to bless the earth and all living beings. When Perkta shook out her white cloak, she made the snow fall, which fertilized the earth and made cows bear strong calves. And so, in the deep, velvety darkness of the solstice tide, may you experience your own visitation of the Yule Ride. And may the beloved dead bless you with your heart's desires. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earth Tide. Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.